Shalom, and I hope all is well. My name is Yitzchak Schiffman. Thanks for tuning into this podcast, and I hope you enjoy the Torah classes in it. Now, on to the episode. All right, let's get started here. Baruch Hashem, we're learning Masechus Kiddushin, not Gittin. Today's daf Masechus Kiddushin is daf Tess. Our learning should be a schus for all the for all, 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 all the Jews who need help. Uh, daf Tess, as is Hashem, we're going to have four sections in today's daf. First section is going to discuss scenarios where a woman pre- preempts the Kiddushin, the husband off, the potential husband offers something, and then she just says, give it to me. The question is going to be, is this a language that implies Kedushin or not? We'll see. An acceptance or a rejection. The second section is going to introduce now more of a discussion about Kedushin Shtar and the other ramifications of it. The third section is going to be a discussion how far Kedushin Shtar has to be like Gitin in Lashma, Midaito. We'll get into all of that. And the final section will be another source for Kedushin Bia, Rabbi Yochanan is going to bring, and why we need an alternative source. We'll go back and forth between Rebbe and Rabbi Yochanan. So let's get started. We're holding the bottom of Chesim with Beis, Bezus Hashem. We start off with a story. Hahu Gavra, the last line in Chesim with Beis. Hahu Gavra, the Havakamaz bin Chumri Paschaisa. Now, the Rashi learns like this. There was a person who was selling Chumri. They're two different things. Chumri are tin buttons, and uh, Paschaisa are glass beads. Like little tchotchkes, basically. So there was a guy who was selling these little tchotchkes that they used to string as like a necklace, little tin, tin um, buttons or glass beads. This was what he was selling. Okay, so Asoya hi itza, a certain woman came along. Amrle, she said, Havalichad socha, give me one string of these little beads or these little buttons. So Amrle said to her, If I give it to you, will you be married to me? So it means it was a proposal. If I give you this gift, will this be Kesef Kedushin? For so Amrlesh, says back, Hava Miava, just give it. A double Lashon, though. Give it, give it, just give it. So the Gemara says, Amr of Chama, Rav Chama Paskind, how do we interpret this declaration? Kol Hava Miava Lav Klumhu. When she says this, it's not an acceptance of his offer for Kedushin. She's just saying, just give it, but I reject the Kedushin. That's the double Ashon. She means to say, just give it, but I don't want to be married to you. That's really what she means to say. Now a similar example. There was a fellow who was drinking wine in the store. So a woman came along. She said, give me one cup of wine. He said to her, If I give it to you, will you be married to me? She said, Just give me the drink. Again, the same idea, double Lashon, just give it. Again, it's a rejection of the Kedushin. She's just saying, Give me the wine, I don't want to be married to you. And finally, the third example of this, fellow was throwing dates off of a tree. So he's picking dates off of a tree. A certain woman came up. She said, throw me two of them. If I throw two of them to you, will you be married to me? Just throw it. Again, if she says this double Lashon, it's not an acceptance of the Kedushin. She just wants him to give it outside of the realm of Kedushin. Tosfus points out over here, it gives three examples. The Gemara brings three stories to illustrate, regardless if we're talking about food or items, any anything, when you use this double Lashon, it's a rejection of of the Kedushin, just an acceptance of it outside of the world of Kedushin. Now the Gemara has a Shaila based on this, these Psakim. So the Gemara wonders, 
Hav ashki vishadi mahu. What if she only responded in the affirmative, but in one language? Give it, uh, throw it, give me to drink, etc. But not in the double lashon. Is that a lashon of kiddushin, or is that not a lashon of kiddushin of an acceptance? So Ravina mikudeshes. Rasama Baraksa Amar Tagadamalka in a Mikudashis. The Ravina said it is Mikudashis. It's actually an acceptance then. Rasama Baraksa said by the crown of the king is like a lotion of Shvu. He says you're not Mikudashis even in this case. She's rejecting the Kedushin here too. Vehilchisa and the Gemara finishes off and says, for Psakim. Number one, Ena Mikudashis. First of all, in this case, even one lotion is not Mikudashis. Now we're going to pass in three other halachas we discussed prior. Vehilchisa. Number two, shuma. We had a machlokis earlier of Yosef and Rabbah, where you marry a woman with silk. Does the silk require evaluation prior to the Kiddushin or not? So we pass in like Rabbah. It does not require an evaluation. Also the halachas We had earlier when he said, if a man says, you be married to me with a mona, and he gives her a dinar, which is one hundredth of it. So he paskined that the other 99 are just a tenai, they're just a condition, but they're not actually the Kesef Kedushin. And the Kesef Kedushin is the one dinar he gives her now. It's effective immediately. He just has to fulfill the condition because he holds kol almanas is omer me'ach shavdami. So we paskin like that, Rebbe Ezra as well, the Kedushin's effective now. And we also paskin like Rava Amr of Nachman, the bottom of Chesem Adaf, turning to Chesem Adbez, which was that if you say to a woman, marry me with a mana, and he gives her a mashkon in, in place of it, a collateral, the Kedushin's not effective because you're not essentially giving her anything at the time of Kedushin. Okay, so we just wrapped up four sugyas that we discussed prior. Now let's move on to the second section of the day. Let's discuss Kedushin Shtar a little bit. Tan Rabbana says the Braisa. So we didn't really discuss in depth Shtar yet. Now we'll discuss it. How is the Kedushin of Shtar effective? We'll discuss other associated laws as well. So that's the Gemara. If he writes, now he said, it says Loi to him. He writes to him. It means the Gemara, is, the Bryce's case is where a man is marrying a daughter who's under the age of Bogaris. So therefore, he's writing the Shtar to the father, actually, of the girl, but it would be the same idea if he's giving it to the girl, just that's the illustration the Brisa uses. If the potential husband writes it to the father of this young girl, let's say the Kitana or the Nara, on a piece of paper, or is papyrus, or Alcheres, or on a pottery, earthenware, even if it's not worth a Shava Pruta, we mentioned on the Mishnah, Kedush Eshtar does not have to be worth a Shava Pruta. Because you're not marrying her with the value, you're marrying her with the words in the document. So what do you write? He writes to the father, your daughter will be married to me. Or your daughter is my wife. The Brisa says, in all these cases, the daughter is considered married. This is the, formal, this is the formality of Kedush Eshtar. Wondered about this. He said like this. If you compare this to the sale of fields, you'll note that there's a very fundamental distinction. This type of shtar, Kedushe Shtar, is very different than the sale documents of fields. What's the difference? When it comes to a sale of a field, the seller writes the document and gives it to the buyer. But the seller writes to the buyer, my field is being sold to you, and gives the document to the buyer. But over here regarding Kiddushin, the husband, potential husband, 
future husband, writes to the father or to the girl herself, your daughter will be married to me or you'll be married to me, which means the husband who we could look at as the purchaser here, he's buying, he's not the seller in this case. The father or the girl herself is selling herself, but either way, it's the buyer to the seller. So says Rebzer Bar Mamli is wondering, what is the reason for this distinction? Why is it that when it comes to sale of fields, it's the seller writing it to the buyer and giving the document to the buyer, whereas by Kiddushin, it's the husband giving it to the Isha or the father-in-law, which is the buyer to the seller? What's the, what's the understanding of the distinction? But the Ksuba is, got, is the obligations of the, of the husband to the wife. We're not talking about Ksuba. Oh. We're talking about Kiddush Eshtar. Oh, Kiddush Eshtar. You want to marry her with Eshtar? Kiddush Eshtar. So I'm going to give you three answers for this. Let's go through them. Over there by fields, by sale of fields, it's based on psukim. And by kedushin, it's also based on psukim. It means the implication of the psukim is going to be that the player in the case of sale of fields and its document is the seller. Whereas by kedushin, it's the husband or the buyer. Because regarding sales of fields, the Pasuk tells us, It says, He will sell from his inheritance, his ancestral property. means the seller is the one who writes the document and gives it to the buyer. The Torah made it based on the seller. Whereas by Kedushin, the Pasuk says, It says, When he shall take. The Torah puts the the, who's the main player, the main subject of, of Kedushin? It's the husband. So therefore, he writes the Kedushin and gives it the Shtar Kedushin, giving it to the father or, of the girl or the girl herself. Asks the Gemara, but Hasamnamik Siv, but we also find by sale of fields, it seems like the buyer is also important because the Pasuk says in Yermia, Sadis Bakesef Yiknu, the Pasuk says, fields with money shall be purchased, which implies that the players involved in regards to sales of fields is also the buyers. Maybe the buyer should be the one to write it, like Kedushin. So the Gemara answers, Karibe Yaknu. It's true, really the way we read the Pazak is Yiknu, Sadis Bakesef Yiknu, they shall be purchased, fields shall be purchased with money. But you could read it, because there's no Nikudas in the Torah, in Yermia it could be interpreted as Yaknu, fields shall be sold. Yaknu is the other way. So you could, Sadis Bakesef Yaknu, they shall be transacted or sold, but based on the seller and not based on the buyers. The Gemara says, But my time, Akaris Bey Yaknu, why are you reading it as it shall be sold? Mishum Dichsev Umachar, because you have the original verse from the Torah when it talks about sales of fields and it says Umachar. It, it, it bases the primary responsibility on the seller. But Hachanami, if that's true, look at the Torah, what it says about Kedushin. Kari Bey Kiyakach. So you should read. Kedushin, instead of Kiyikach Ishisha, you can read it without Nekudos, Kiyakach, when it shall be taken. And what does it mean? Meaning when it shall be given, really, sorry. Kiyikach Ishisha, Kiyakach Ishisha, when the father-in-law shall give over the woman, the, the girl, to a man. It could be read that way. And why would you want to read it that way? Because we also have in the Parsha of Motzi Shemra, where the father comes and defends his daughter, the Pasuk says, I gave my daughter over to this man. Once you're changing the verses based on the psukim that we find, you're changing yiknu into yaknu, so then you should also change yikach into yakach, because implies that the father-in-law is the player of kedushin, i.e. the seller and not the buyer, so your, your, uh, re- your response, your answer has been uh, refuted. So Elamar Rava, so therefore Rava resolves and says, a second answer, and says, really it's not directly based on the psukim, you're right. 
the distinction between sales of fields and kedushin is hilchis anunu. Really, it's a halacha l'mayshemisinai. Means this is something that's not necessarily based on psukim. But the rabbanan just found a reliance on psukim. We find this concept sometimes. Really, it was told to Moshe on Sinai that when it comes to sales of fields, the seller writes the document, gives it over. Marriage, the husband or the buyer uh, writes the Kiddush Shtar and gives it over. They found Psukim that happened to support that, which means they found Umachar Me'achuzah, so they found Ki'ikach, but your questions are not necessarily refutations because really it's just Halachal Moshe Misina. The Ibai Yisema or the Gemara says, really we can go back to our original answer. Ki'ikach implies the husband has to write the Kiddush Shtar. Umachar Me'achuzah implies that when it comes to selling fields, the seller has to be the one involved in writing the shtar. Ah, you asked, it says in the psukim, Yirmiya saras ba kesef yiknu. So the Gemara says this, yeah, but I have another pasuk, because v'ibayisema hasem namik siv, the pasuk says in regards to the purchases of property or sales of property in Yirmiya, when it talks about how Yirmiya purchased the property from Hanamel, the pasuk there says, v'ekachesefra It says, I took the document of the sale. Yirmiya took it. Well, that means who was giving it? The seller whose name was Hanamel which means that Hanamel was writing it as the seller, giving it to Yirmiyah, who was the purchaser. So therefore you do have a Pasuk there that implies clearly the seller would write it and give it to the purchaser, which was Yirmiyah in this case, in regards to sale of fields, and therefore says the Gemara, there is another source in the Psukim there that implies the seller is the main player in regards to selling fields, versus Ishisha, there it's implying the husband is, ah, you have the other verses, that's not as much, the Mepharshim speak out, it's not as implicit as Ishisha, which implies the husband is the main player for Kedush Eshtar. Now let's just finish off. Amar Rav, Rav quotes that Bryce that we had above. Amar Rav, Amar Rav, Amar Rav Nachman. We're going to distinguish now between a father of a girl who's under Bagros and a father of a girl who's over the age of Bagros. So we're just going to split it up now. So Rav Amar Nachman says like this. If, you, if the husband wrote on a piece of paper, or on earthenware, again, the Bryce has said even if it's not worth a Shavapruta, into any of the languages of Kiddushin, now whether, says Rava, whether the, her father accepts the Kiddushin star, the star, or she accepted it herself, so now, it would be Mikudeshes, she'd be married, as long as she had the father's consent involved, when? If she's under the age of Bagras. Ritva learns over here, this has to be where she's a Nara, because if she's not a Nara, at least, which is 12 to 12 and a half, she doesn't even have the ability to accomplish a Shlichus of her father. But under the age of Bagras, assuming she could accomplish Shlichus, if her father is agreeable to it, she could accept it because her father is the one who's ultimately agreeable to it. However, if he wrote on these items, the uh, paper or the pottery, even if it's less than a shvapruta, all these languages, again, regardless of who accepts it, her father or herself, but it requires her das if she's already a bogeris, meaning her father can also accept it if she wants him to be a shliach, but again, if she's over the age of bagros, she has to be the one who's understanding and agreeable to this transaction, her father loses that ability when she reaches the age of Bogeras. Let's move on to the third section of today now. Now we get into the more detailed uh, particulars of Kedush Eshtar. So by Rav Shem ben Lakish, Rav Shem ben Lakish asked the following Shaila. 
What happens if they write, the husband writes a shtar erisin? Now again, shtar erisin is just this simple document that says, a very simple document. We're not talking about ksuva, we're not talking about anything, anything more advanced. What if he wrote it shalolishma? Meaning he wrote it for a different woman, changed his mind, then he gave it to a different woman. And it was written not with, her, not with her in mind, not for her sake. Is this able to be given to the woman he wants to marry, or does it have to be written lishma for her sake and it's not effective? What's the two options here? Do we say, we compare divorce to marriage, which we've already explained, we have a hackish comparing the two principles, divorce and marriage. Ma, turning to Testament base, Yitzia Bo'inan Lishma, just as regarding divorce, there does need to be Lishma. We learned to Mesachis Gittin, Vekasavla means it has to be written Lishma. So if you compare Shtar Erisin to that, you'll say Afavai Bo'inan Lishma. The document for Kedushin also has to be written Lishma, and therefore this wouldn't be effective. Or do we say, We could compare the forms of marriage to each other. When it comes to the Kedushay Kesef, you don't need it to be the, the coin to be minted for the sake of this woman. You take money, you give it to her, you say, and it's effective. The money doesn't need to be minted for her sake. So too, when it comes to the divorce, the, the, the marriage of Shtar, also it doesn't have to be written Lishma, and this would also be effective even though it wasn't written for her sake. So Basar de Ba'aya, after Ishlakish asked this as a Shaila, Hadar Pashta, he resolved it and he said, Havaili Yitzia Makshinon. We compare Havaili Yitzia, means we compare divorce to marriage, to Omar Kra, because the Pasuk says, Vyatsev Ahaisa, like we quoted above, divorce and marriage are compared in the Psukim, and Rashi speaks out, meaning that's the more integral drasha, and therefore it does require Lishma, and if it wasn't written Lishma like Yitin, it would also be invalid. Rashi says, why is that more of an integral drasha than comparing the different forms of Kedushin to each other? Because that's the source for Kedush Eshtar. The way we know that you can marry a woman with a Shtar is based on Havaili Yitzia. So therefore it will adopt the same principles of Gittin, which is it has to be written Lishma. If it wasn't written Lishma, the Kedush Eshtar will be invalid. Okay, so now the Gemara takes us one step further. So let's say you did write it Lishma. You wrote it for the woman, but you didn't write it with her, under, with her knowledge. It means you wrote it Lishma. The husband wrote it for, with her in mind, but she didn't know that they were writing it for her. So now this becomes a Shaila. It's Machlaikis. Itmar. What if the Kedushin was written in the document, Lishma, meaning it was written with her in mind, so you fulfilled Vyatsavahaisa, but in a certain way you didn't because it wasn't written with her understanding, her knowledge. And then afterwards you went and gave it to her, but it wasn't originally written with her consent, with her knowledge. Right. So Rav and Ravina, it's like this. Rav and Ravina say, Amri Mikudeshis. They say, Mikudeshis. You're married still. That shtar is effective. Rav Papa, Rav Shravya, Amri, and Mikudeshis. However, Rav Papa and Rav Shravya argue and say that she would not be married with this. So Amri Rav Papa, Rav Papa goes out of his way and he says like this, Ema taimadidhu, ve'ema taimadidhi. I'll explain their reason, means Rava and Ravina's reasoning, why they say it is considered a form of Kedushin. And I'll also explain my reasoning, which is... Uh, Rav Papa and Rav Shravya, why I say that it's not considered a, a Kedushin. A Matayimadid, who I'll explain to you my re, their reason why it would be considered a Kedushin. Because you have a, a Hekish, we compare marriage and divorce. Just as divorce has to be written, yes, it has to be written, but you don't need her consent with divorce, it could even be Balkorcha. You can throw the get at the wife and divorce her, you don't need her consent, as it does have to be written for her 
sake, but not with her consent. So So Kiddush Eshtar also could be written, has to be Lishma, but not, not with her dust. That's not necessary. So thus, Rav and Ravina say it would be effective even without her dust. Continues Rav Papa of Ema Taimididi, but I'll tell you my reasoning why such a document would be invalid. Because the Yatsiva Haisa Makishavaya I also say the same Hekish comparing divorce and marriage. Das Let's get a little more analytical here. Just as when it comes to divorce, there needs to be the intent of the Makna. What do you mean the Makna? The Makna is the one who's transferring the other one, transferring the other one back, which is the husband. The Makna, the husband is transferring her back to herself, meaning he is giving her freedom. Now it needs to be given with his intent. Because of law, we know he has to be the under the one with, with dust that's aware of it and, and agreeable to the transaction. So if you compare divorce and marriage, afavaya bo'ina das makna, so to by marriage you'd need the das of the makna. Now who is the one creating the, the transfer over to someone else there? It's the woman, because she's transferring herself over to the husband. She's the one transferring herself over to the husband. So if you compare divorce and marriage, you'll say, just as the husband's intent is necessary when it comes to his awareness, when it comes to Gittin, her intent is also necessary when she transfers her herself over to her husband by Kiddushin. So if it's Shalomidaita, it wouldn't be effective. But even in the Kiddushin, he's the one who's initiating. He's marrying, it's true, he's, he's, but he's the purchaser. I mean, he's marrying. She's transferring herself over to him. Mm. So the Gemara says the problem is Rav and Ravina seems to be refuted from a Mishnah in Baba Basra. Because Mishnah Baba Basra says, It says you cannot write the documents of Erisin or Nisuin. Now the documents of Nisuin, some Rishonim learn, refers to the Ksuva. The Ksuva, the document of Nisuin. But it also says the documents of Erisin cannot be written unless they both have Das. So the Gemara says, clearly, what do you see? You see, Lechara, that the Document of Erison, Lacharat Shtar Erison requires her das. Sakashan Rav and Ravino. So my love Shtari Erison and Nesu and Mamish doesn't it refer to the documents of Erison and Nesu and Mamish. It means Kashan Rav and Ravino. Answers the Gemara Lai. That's not necessarily what it means. Shtari Psikta. Rather, it's referring to documents of allotment. Now, what is that referring to? So there was something called Tanoim. Rashi speaks out over here. Is that before the Kedushin, what they used to do, and we'll see in a moment from the Gemara, is they used to make certain verbal declarations of monies that the two fathers would give over to the marriage. So that, as Rashi explains, cannot be written in a document unless both sides agree that it should be written in a document because they prefer for it to remain a uh, verbal milval uh, a verbal declaration not written in a shtar. But Enoch and Ami says, Rav and Ravina, even if it was Shalomi Daita in terms of shtar eros, and that's not what we're talking about here, that also would be effective. Okay, Rav Gidol Amarav. The Amar of Gidol Amarav, like Rav Gidol Amarav explains, what are these shtar psikta? Kama ata noisin lebenchum. When they were speaking to each other, they would ask, how much are you going to give for your son? Means the fathers were speaking. Kach vekach, he'd say, such amount of money. Ola bitra, how much are you going to give for your daughter? Kach vekach, such an amount of money. Amdu vekidj, very practical. So then they would get up and perform the kiddushin. Kanu. So that's effective, meaning now they're responsible for what they guaranteed. Meaning, the Kedushin itself is the conclusion of that verbal discussion that creates an obligation. They each have to give the monies that they promised. And heyday na dvarama niknim ba'amira. These are considered uh, words that are acquired with, th- these are considered things that are acquired with amira, with speech alone, 
because it's concluded with the act of Kedushin. So Rashi speaks out, unless both sides want it to be written down, that's what it means, you can't write it without their das. Only if they're both agreeable, then you could write it down. Generally, they wouldn't want to write it down, they wanted it to be a milval peh. But in a Hanami, regarding Shtar Erosin, says Rava and Ravina, it could be it could be Shalomi Daita, doesn't require her das, as long as it's Lishma, it would still be acceptable. Okay, let's move on with the fourth section now on Testament Bays, about halfway down the page. Now, earlier on Dafdalad and Bays, we had a Makar for Kedushi Bia, which Rebbe brought, which was Uva Allah. Now, what the Gemara does is it shows Rabbi Yochanan apparently had a different source that Bia can be utilized for Kedushin. And we're going to have to figure out exactly why we have two sources, what the, what these debate, what the debate is based on. So it says the Heilige Gemara, Uva Bia. Minola and asks the Gemara, how do we know that Bia accomplishes Kedushin? Because the Pasuk says, it says in the Pasuk, if somebody has relations with a married woman, so we know that Halacha is that they're Chayav Chenek, if it's a married woman, but it calls her a Be'ulas Bo'al, someone that was made Be'ulas Bo'al, Melamed, which implies the fact that relations creates the status of uh, marriage. Melamich and Asalabal al Yidebila. So it's the Drush and the Paz Drush and the Pazak is he's made her husband. He becomes her Baal Al Yide Baula. Al Yide relations, through relations, she becomes his wife, i.e. through Bia. Bia is a means of Kiddush. Amr the Rabbi Zela Rabbi Avahu, Srabi Zira said Rabbi Avahu, who was quoting Rabbi Yochanan, but Amr the Rish Lakish Rabbi Yochan, or Ish Lakish said directly to the source Rabbi Yochanan himself, is it difficult? Is it uh, ugly for you what Rebbe taught? And back on Dafdalad and Mudbeis, which we learned from the Pasuk, which taught us that a woman is acquired with Bia. Means why are you quoting an alternative Pasuk and not using the original drasha that we said from the Brisa, which was Uva'Allah? So Rabbi Yochanan responded, <coughs> if you only had Uva'Allah, I would have said, as the Pasuk implies, Kiyikach, which we know refers to Kesef, Ishisha, Uva Allah, and then there's Bia, then Kedushin is effective. So you might have thought that Kesef alone is not effective. There has to be Kesef and Bia in order for the Kedushin to be accomplished. Kamash Malan, therefore I didn't want to rely on that Pasuk. Instead, says Rabbi Yechanan, I rely on the Pasuk Bulas Boal, which teaches that Bia itself is effective for Kedushin. And then based on that, we can imply Kesef also has its own power for Kedushin. Challenge this understanding. Now, if your shot in the Pasuk of Kiyikachish Isha Uva Allah would have been accurate without Ba'ulas Baal, you would have assumed it to mean that you need Kesef and Bia to create Kiddushin, but Kesef alone is not effective. If that's so, Nara Meurasa We know the Torah says if you have a Nara who's a Besula, a young girl who's a Besula, that's Meurasa, married, betrothed to a man. The Torah says before it nesuin, if someone has relations with her, b'skila, that there's a special chiyuv of misa in court of skila, unlike the normal eishes ish punishment, which is chenek. Now the Torah says it's only if she's a besula, but hechemishgachasla. What would be the scenario if your interpretation of that pasuk would have been accurate without bulas boal? If that there was Kiddushe, Kesef, and Bia, which you're explaining would have been how we'd interpret ki kachish ishova Allah. Problem is Ba'ulahi. Then she's already become a Ba'ula. And if she's a Ba'ula, she shouldn't be Chayav Skila. They shouldn't be Chayav Skila. She should be Chenek. 
And if he did Kiddushin, meaning Kesef, and there was no Bia, according to your interpretation of that verse, it wouldn't accomplish Kiddushin at all. So it must be, says the Gemara Terebiyechanan, that you're misunderstanding that Pasuk, and obviously Kesef is effective on its own, so why don't you use that as the source that Bia is effective as well? So the rabbi said in front of Abai to resolve this question. The first attempted answer. The case could be that she'd still be a Basula, but it wouldn't be negated by the fact that both Kesef and Shtar had been accomplished, is really he gave her Kesef, if you'd assume that Gikachish Isha of Allah is to mean both, and he had relations with her Shalai Kedarka. Now, relations with her Shalai Kedarka, which means uh, in, in, in the non-ordinary way, as opposed to the normative form of relations, it was anal. Now, based on that, what would emerge is it would be effective that it would create the Kedushin as, the, as we would then interpret the verse, but at the same time, it wouldn't make her into a, besu- a Be'ula. She'd still be considered a Be'ula in regards to the fact that someone who has relations with her would still be liable to have Skila. Abayi said to those rabbis, that can't be a good resolution to Rabbi Yechanan, because as we're about to show later, we'll see later what this is referring to, there is a machlekes Rebbe in the Rabbanan. Regarding a scenario where you have an Ashish Ish who had relations with ten men, all shalai kedarka, right, in the non-ordinary way. So there is a machlekes there, is it only the first one who gets skila and the rest of them get chenek, um, like an Ashish Ish who is not, not a besula? Or do they all get skila? But the point is, the debate that Rebbe argues and says, Rebbe argues in the Rabbanan is only ba'acher. The, the debate is only ba'acher. means perhaps when it comes to acher, somebody else, a different party, they would all get skila. We would look at that relations of shalai kedarka as not being significant to cause a La- loss of Basula status. Avo, but Baal, but regarding the husband, Devri Akol, everybody would agree, in Baal, La, Shalai Kedarka, if he has relations with her, Shalai Kedarka, Asa, Ba'ula. Everyone would agree that if he has relations with her in the non ordinary way, he'd make her into a Ba'ula. Meaning, everybody would agree that if he had relations with her, Shalai Kedarka, it's the same as having relations Kedarka, like Rashi explains, because we compare Mishka Ve'isha relations with a woman, which is said by Mishkav Zachar, actually. And therefore, we would say very clearly, if, if according to your understanding, the same way relations would make her into a Ba'ula, also Shalai Kedarka, normative, also Shalai Kedarka would make her into a Ba'ula. And if that's the case, so you're back to the question, which is, even if he would have, if he would have given her Kesef and, shta, and, and then had relations with her Shalai Kedarka, she's no longer a Besula. So what would be the situation, according to Rabbi Yochanan, how he's saying we can't learn from Uva Allah because perhaps it means you need both, What's the situation that there's a besula me'urasa who only who would get skila instead of chenek? So mahi. So the Gemara says, what is that debate actually? What is this debate, Rebbe and and, and, Reb, and the Rabbanan? We'll really analyze this a little more. But the Tanya, the Brisa teaches, <coughs> if ten men have relations with a woman, shalai kedarka, and she's still considered a besula, which means it's shalai kedarka, kulin beskila. So if she's an ashes ish. All of them are reliable to skila. That's the Rabbanan's position. Rebbe, I'm Rebbe, argues and says, I'm Rani, Harishan, Beskila, Vekulan, Bechenek. Only the first one gets skila, and the rest of them get chenek. Now, this is a debate regarding somebody else. So, regarding other people, there's a debate. Does the first one, when he has relations with her, Shalokidarka, make her into a Be'ula or not? But as we're explaining, 
Clearly, when it comes, as Abai is saying, regards to the husband, it would make her into a be'ula, according to everyone, and therefore your resolution for Rabbi Yochanan, how you'd have a nara me'urasa, who's a besula, who would still make them liable, who would still be considered a besula, it still needs an explanation. Very easy. According to Rabbi Yochanan, really it could be ki kachish isha uva'ala would imply you need kesef and via in order to create kedushin, and that's why he wants to learn from Ba'ulas Ba'al. How can you have a girl then would be considered a basula still that would make someone has relations with her chayef skila? <coughs> it's where he was mikadash with shtar, so there was no bia to talk about. Because since shtar itself is effective to create a divorce, there's no bia or kesef necessary there. It could also be effective on its own to create a kedushin. And therefore, that's not a question on Rabbi Yochanan. Now let's analyze the shitas more particularly. Rabbi Yochanan, what does Rabbi Yochanan do with the verse uva'ala? He derived, Ba'ulas Ba'al teaches us kedushin bia, so what does he use Rabbi's pasuk of uva'ala to teach us? Answers the Gemara. So he utilizes it to teach us that this one, meaning an ordinary woman, is acquired with bia for kedushin, but not an amaha ivriya. Because you may have said the following: regarding she's not acquired with money, but she is acquired with bia. So an isha who is acquired with bia so you'd say maybe an Alma Evriya should be acquired by her master with Bia as well. So with this Kalvachimer, we need the words Uva'ala to exclude, not so much to teach us that a woman is acquired with Bia, but to exclude that an Alma Evriya is not. The Gemara says that's not a logical Kalvachimer, that you need the Pasuk to exclude it, because Mali Regarding Yevama, she already has a pre established connection from the marriage of the first husband. So maybe Bia is enough there to accomplish. Uh, fulfillment of the Kenyan. But regarding an Amo Ivriya, who says that Bia would be enough to be effective? And you don't need the Pasuk for that. So the Gemara says, no, there's another reason you'd assume Amo Ivriya should be acquired with Bia, that we need to exclude it. Because it would have entered your mind to say, since the Pasuk compares a regular woman to an Amo Ivriya, it says, <coughs> it says, if after the master does Yud and marries his Amo Ivriya, which the Torah allows him to do, if he marries another woman, so we should treat the original one that he had married as an Amma Ivriya the same. But it compares the Amma Ivriya marriage with a regular woman. So Hekesha Kasuv Laacheres, what is it teaching you? Maacheres Mekanya Bebiya, just as a regular woman is acquired with Bia, Afam Avrei Mekanya Bebiya. So you'd say maybe an Amma Ivriya is also acquired with Bia. Therefore, we need the Pasuk, Kamash Malan, Uva'ala teaches us, an Amma Ivriya is not acquired with Bia. Asks the Gemara back on Rebbe now. But Rebbe has According to Rebbe, who says, Uva'ala teaches us Kiddushay Kes, Kiddushay Bia. So how does he know this drasha that an Amaha Ivri is not acquired with Bia? Same came. The Gemara says, Rebbe responds, if it was only to teach us Kiddushay Bia, so Licht of Rachmana, Uva'ala. Would have just said Uva'ala, and that teaches us Kiddushay Bia. My Uva'ala, she is acquired with Bia, Shmami Natarti, to exclude that also excludes in the Pasuk from the hey that an Amma Ivri is not acquired with Bia. Asks the Gemara and Akasha now in Rava, because of the Rava, the Amar Barahina Azbrali, according to Rava, who says, Barahina explained to me, Kiyikach Ish Isha Uva'ala. It says when the Pasuk says, a man will take a woman and he will have relations with her. So Rabarahina explained that the Yusiya Kedushin is only effective, Kiyikach, when it leads to Uva'ala, to Bia. And from this, Barahina explained to Rava, Kedushin, Amasur, and Labia have a Kedushin. A kedushin that could lead to relations is considered an effective kedushin. Kedushin she'ein misu and lebi'alayav a kedushin. If it does not lead to be, it will not be an effective kedushin. 
So Michael Lemaymar, seemingly you use this Pasuk for a third drasha. So how do you know that third drasha if you have it for the original two? So the Gemara says, if it was only for the original two drushes, Kedusha Bia, as well as exclusion of Amaha Ivriya, Nechtav Kra, Oiva Allah. It would have said, Oiva Allah. My Uva Allah. Now, why does it say Uva Allah, which connects it to the Kicha? Shma Minakulu, you see the third drasha as well, to say it's only considered a Kicha, Kedushin, if it could be Masr Labia, lead to Bia. Rashi explains what it means is it leads to Bia. It means if a man gives Kedushin to one of two sisters, and he doesn't know which one he gave it to. He can't have relations with either because it's a suffix karis. That wouldn't be considered a kedushin based on this third drasha, which could be derived because it doesn't say oiva Allah according to Rava, and therefore you could learn both of Rebbe's drashas as well as the third drasha, that if it's kedushin, that's not Mesur and Labiyah, it's not considered a kedushin. Asks the Gemara back on Rebbe, now of a Rebbe, according to Rebbe, you learn uva Allah teaches us kedushin of Bia is effective. So what does he do with Rebbe Yechanan's drasha, Ba'ulas Baal? Says the Gemara, Haimi boy le, he utilizes Bulas Baal to teach us. Baal Isa Isa Baula Shalaikidarka. The Ain Acher Isa Isa Baula Shalaikidarka. Only if the husband has relations with her in the Shalaikidarka way, in the non ordinary way, is she be, does she become considered a Baula. But not if somebody else does. Someone, if someone else does, she's still considered a Basula. Asks the Gemara, Does Rebbe really agree to that? Vahatanya, the problem is, the Brisa teaches, as we quoted above, Boa le'asar anashim. Fadaini besula, if ten men had relations with this woman, other men, while she's an Ashish and she's still considered a besula, kulam beskila, they're all liable to skila. So the Tanakhama says, because as long as they all had shalokidarka, she does not become a beula, and all ten of them are liable to the punishment as she would be a besula, which is skila. Rebbe Oimer, Rebbe says, Oimer Ani, Harishim Beskila, only the first one gets Skila because he had relations with a Besula, but the rest of them are considered as having relations with a Beula, Bekulam Bechenek, the rest of them get Chenek. But what do you see clearly is that even somebody else makes her into a Besula when they, a Beula, when they have relations with her, Shalai Kedarka. So asks the Gemara, Rebbe doesn't seem to agree that Beula Spal should teach us that only the husband makes her a Beula, Shalai Kedarka. Turning to Yudam Adalif now. So the Gemara answers, Omer Bizeir, Bizeir says like this. Really, it's true. In a certain way, Rebbe concedes that only the husband has the ability to make her into a be'ula, but he argues on a different way. Rabbi Zera answers, knas. It's true. Regarding penalty of death, as we explained in the Brisa, she would not be considered a be'ula, meaning is that after the first one, and that he argues on the Rabbana, after the first one has relations with her, even Acher has relations with her, she's made into a be'ula, just like the husband, I mean, there's no distinction there. But he would agree regarding knas that Be'ulas Baal would then teach us only the husband has the ability to make her into a Be'ula, Shalai Kedarka, and not someone else. Dekulu Mishalmi means if multiple men have relations with her, they're honest her, let's say. This Nara, they would all pay penalty to her father, etc. If they would all have relations with her, Shalai Kedarka, because in that regard, she's not considered a Be'ula in regards to penalty, and therefore there still is the penalty that is given for a man who has relations against a man who has relations with this, Ma'anis rapes this Besula, this girl is a Besula. So although in regards to Misais, he argues on the Rabbanan, and he says the first one makes her into a the Acher even makes her into a Be'ula, not like the Rabbanan who say that only the husband has the ability to do that. In regards to Knas, he would agree, Be'ula's Baal teaches us only the husband's relations, Shalai Kedarka, would make her into a Be'ula, but if ten men have relations with her, Shalai Kedarka, they'd all pay penalty if it was a scenario that elicits a penalty. So the Gemara asks Maishnami Kitalo, what is the difference then? How does Rebbe draw a distinction between them? 
So the Gemara answers, Shani Hasim regarding Ketala Misa, Istamrakar the Pasak says, Umesa Isha Shashachav Ima Livadai. It says in the Pasak, only that man himself shall die. Meaning, is if multiple men have relations with her, Shalai Kedarka, we look at it only at the first one is going to be Chayev Skila. The rest of them are not going to be Chayev Skila, they'll be Chayev Chenek, like someone had relations with a woman who's already considered a. Be'ula. Whereas by Knas, we don't say that Svara. Actually, it's like as if they all had relations with a Basula, because in that regard, Acher and a husband are different. Asks the Gemara back now in the Rabbanan. Meaning, according to the Rabbanan, um, in regards to both of them, Knasos, as well as in regards to um, the Acher in general, the Allah is going to be doesn't make her into a besula if it's beula shalokidarka. So what do they use this pasuk of levado to teach us? What do they do with the pasuk of levado? As we're about to see, Rabbi Yonah sends pshat in the brisa. As the brisa teaches, brisa says both of them shall die. So what, are the, what does Rabbi Yashia teach us? They have to be the same. So Rashi explains if a gadol had relations with a kitana, then they're not going, both of them will not be liable to Misa. These are the words of Reboshaya. That's not the drasha that the Rabbanan make from the Pasuk. Rabbi says, uses the word levadai to teach us, even if it was a gadol who had relations with a kitana, he'll be liable to Misa because of those relations that he had. So that's what the Rabbanan will learn from the Pasuk of levadai. Asks the Gemara a final question for Rabbi Yochanan, Hai Sfarah According to Rabbi Yochanan, where does he know this Sfarah from? Means according to Rabbi Yochanan, how does he know that when it comes to this Shalai Kedarka Indian, that a woman who has re, uh, uh, relations with her husband, Shalai Kedarka, it'll make her into a Be'ula, but with Acher, it'll not make her into a Be'ula. And according to the Rabbanans across the board, according to Rabbi, it's only in regards to uh, Mises, but not in regards to Knas. Uh, excuse me, it's only in regards to. Knas, but not in regards to Misais. So in Cain, the Gemara says back, if that was true, according to Rebbe, there's a distinction between the husband and Acher regarding Knas, but not regarding Misa. But either way, according to Rabbi Yochanan, how does he know that a husband makes her into a Be'ula Shalokidarka, but not Acher, not somebody else? In Be'ulas Ish. If it was only to teach us Kedushay Kesef, it would have said Be'ulas Ish. My Be'ulas Baal. Why does it say the word Baal? To teach us Shmami Natarti, both drashas. It teaches us that a woman is made into a. She's Mekudesh Estrubia, and it also teaches us that it's only the husband who makes her into a Be'ula, Shalai Kedarka, but not Acher, wouldn't make her into a Be'ula if he had relations with her, Shalai Kedarka. We're stopping here towards the top of Yudam and Aleph. As Hashem will pick up tomorrow with Daf Yud. Everybody have a wonderful day.